0: Let's get loud
1: Let's get loud, let's get loud Turn the music
0: up, let's do it Come on people, let's get loud Yes, let's get loud I am here to tell you that together we are unstoppable during this season my goal is to provide you with stories from amazing women and business owners which will help you to adopt, grow and exercise that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that already exists within you. I hope these stories allow you to learn, scale and become more resilient. I hope they can show you how to build your dreams and open doors. Remember that you already are exceptional. And you deserve to sit at any table you desire to be in. You were meant for greatness. So let's get loud. Own your today. Own your story. And let's build together a better tomorrow. Welcome to Transcend with M, and we are here again with Jackie Abram, author of Hush Money. Last week, you saw that we launched the first episode, you know, showcasing Jackie's story, Hush Money, the why behind the book, and today, since, you know, we are celebrating the month of you know, women, women's history. I wanted to have a second bonus episode with Jackie to talk about how can we utilize her book, the experience of these characters, the amazing story behind it, to learn and to implement
1: and to move forward. So welcome, Jackie, how are you? I am well, you know, it is always a pleasure to come back on your show. You know, I, I meet with a lot of people and there are certain people that just have a special place in my heart and, and you are oh. one of them. So Thank I am just you. so delighted to come back and talk with you and your audience.
0: I am I am extremely excited now that I have read the book uh, in that I have, you know, nurtured myself with the story i cannot wait to to dig in into you know the aspects of how do we actually take it as a as a lesson right and yeah. how can we as i will say vessels of change and 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 overall you know your your morality and 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 who you are as a person actually have the power to make a change, do change, foster change. And, you know, I know the book is very specific about the situation that, you know, we talk about on, you know, systematic racism, Uh, but it can be applied at so many levels, right? It can be absolutely. The story of resiliency can be applied at so many levels. So talk to me about the... I know, like, this book has many, many lessons. But what were, what for you, what do you think were the primary four lessons that anyone can take away from the book?
1: So that is an excellent question, and I would tell you that of the many lessons that are in the book, you know, the, the first thing that you have to remember is that my book focuses on one type of discrimination in the workplace, which is racial discrimination, but the methods that she used to fight back and survive that battle and actually win it apply to all all forms of discrimination, and there are so many types. So that's the very first lesson to um, understand that no matter what type of discrimination you are facing or you are dealing with, you can fight it back successfully. You can survive that battle. You can win that war. You know, you don't have to, you know, walk away. You don't have to carry that burden uh, into the unknown. There is a method and a strategy that you can implement. So that's the Mm -hmm. very, the high arching um, lesson. But then the sub lessons underneath that are, you need to learn to document. We, Mm -hmm. We need to become better at documenting what's happening to us in the workplace. We need to take a page right out of my book, you know, and adopt the motto, the E in email stands for evidence. And Mm. we need to really embrace email as our, um, as a tool, as, as something that we can use to help us. That's lesson number one, you know, lesson number two is, you know, we have to realize that we are not alone, Hmm. you know, because when I was going through my experiences with racism in the workplace, I literally felt like I was on an island by myself and that I I was going through this alone. And Mm -hmm. so what my book should show you is that you are not alone. There are people who are going through the exact same thing. And so that's the other lesson to take away from that. And, and, you know, the, the other lesson um, as women, okay. As, as women of color, we, we want to um, know and identify with our strength. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, life comes at us and we feel like we're going to break. We, we feel like it, it, it's, uh, an impossible scenario that we can't overcome. And, and so we have to tap into that inner strength inside of us, um, something that you can identify with inside you that gives you the little push that you need. So for me, let me tell you um, what I do whenever I am going up against something. Um, You know, the mountain just seems impossible to climb. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, especially when it was dealing in the workplace, when I was in corporate America and I was, you know, going through the most horrific forms of discrimination. There was something that I would say to myself as I started to become overwhelmed. And it was just a little, it was a little phrase, but it centered me. And that phrase was, if I don't fight for me, who will? Who will? And all I had to do was hear that in my mind and I was refocused and I was centered and I drew strength from that. So that's another lesson. Find something in you that you can use to center yourself, to get you through what you are dealing with and to give you the strength you need to actually persevere. And then the last lesson is not for the employee, but for the employer. Employers who want to implement DEI strategies that are real, authentic, and that will be effective, you need to do your due diligence to understand what we are up against. Because we are not fighting over racism. Mm -hmm. We're fighting covert racism and so you as the employer if you think about it this way think about an iceberg floating in the middle of an ocean the iceberg is massive it's huge but at the tip of the water you know where the water breaks there's a tip of that iceberg that always sticks out and it's small compared to the iceberg that's underneath the surface Well, the tip is the overt racism. And if you notice, there's not very much of that going on anymore. Mm -hmm. But when you look below the surface, now you've got the rest of the iceberg, which is huge and it's massive. That's where the covert racism exists. And because it's under the surface, it's hidden. So employers, you need to... Do your due diligence to um, create DEI initiatives that evolve to meet the demand of what modern day racism has morphed into. And you can use my book to do that.
0: No, I think, I think, you know, it is just such a simple lesson, but it's fear, right? The fear that has been instigated into us from the from many, 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 many years um, flourishes when there is necessity, right? And I think your book coming at this time where we are experiencing that, what it's called the great resignation, right? it's just such an eye opener because you are seeing more and more people exercising this specific type of behavior and when i what i mean about that is that they are taking a stand for themselves and they are speaking up and they are actually seeking those that will provide them with the help the support that they need so i think you know it is interesting to see how being isolated how being faced with a problem that didn't really have an immediate solution uncovered so much of what you talk about
1: in your book. Absolutely. And, you know, it's great that you brought up the great resignation because, you know, for the first time um, Mm -hmm. in a very, 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 very long time, you know, the power is in the hands of the employee Mm -hmm. and employees, people of color are refusing to stay in toxic environments. And so, yeah. you know, many organizations are finding it's not as easy to hire new talent than it right. was in the past, because yeah. now people are really being selective about yes. where they will work.
0: Yeah. And culture is everything, right? Yes, right now, is there is such so we talk about the great resignation, right? We talk about people leaving employers. They still have a need, they still need a job, but they are putting their mental health and their dignity above anything else. And us as us as employers, we need to pay attention. Like those that have not initiated uh, the ENI, you know, campaign or department or whatever it is that you're gonna do in your organization, you're running out of time because that's why we're having such a big problem hiring nowadays. The new that's generation right. is, is not gonna put up with that. They're not putting up with that. That's why you see so many bounces on resumes and jumping from one workplace to another in less than three years it's, not longer, it's, it's no longer a stigma. It's actually pr- pretty, pretty well acceptable because they will tell you, I didn't like the culture there and I want to fit. Most of them are not even looking for the money anymore. It's That's more right. about how am I going to be treated? What are the perks that I have? And I'm going to have a balanced life with this job. Like, how are they going to treat me? And I'm going to be included. Um, you know, are they others like me there? Uh, whatever it is and that doesn't mean that you know you're you're black hispanic you know gay lesbian whatever it is like are there others like me there that i can relate to no matter your background right um so i think it just brings to light and i know you know Series two coming up, I just have to say it. <laughs> I know you're going to talk more about on the series that you are building, but yes. um, but it is such a beautiful way of bringing it up, right? Because I think for, for so long, you know, we talk about the issue, you know, it's always been present. We've always, you know, fight for it and whatnot. But I think, you know, there is now more a more articulated way that yes. is being brought up. And I think it's becoming more of a, I mean, this should have been a red flag long time ago, but now that we are experiencing this situation globally and at, at the national level of mm-hmm. you know the resignations at uh, even at the C level, right? And uh, at the board uh, at the board level and at the frontline level, at uh, all levels, this is happening. Um, now is the time, right? That's and I right. think I think uh, it's amazing that you were able. To, I mean, it was definitely not planned, but I just think the timing was totally perfect um for, for the launch of, of of this book and now the the series that are coming. Coming up. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> you know, um, I, I I, still, Monica, to this day, um, I, I still kind of look up at the sky and just say, wow, you know, who would have thought, you know, seven months after, you know, I wrote this book with my daughters from a place of pain. and was driving around Colorado Springs, selling it from the trunk of my car, you know, Mm -hmm. just stopping people at parks and at pop-up shops. And, you know, who would have thought that, you know, seven months later we would have become international best-selling and award-winning authors. You know, we were Mm -hmm. recently featured in Forbes and, you know, it's just grown legs and it's just taken off all across the world.
0: Yeah. So what are the lessons of and, and I think it is it is fantastic. I mean, I, I always say when you are doing the things that you do because you believe and because you do you're doing them for a good reason, there is no way that anything bad or anything wrong will happen because you're doing good, right? And it is written that what you what you do in the good of your heart will be reciprocated to you, right? And I Absolutely. think it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a beautiful thing that that is happening to you, to your daughters um, and, and to the, the whole community because you represent a community, even if you know them personally or not the, not know them personally, you are that representation, right? And it's yes it's nice and and, and beautiful to feel and to know that you are making that difference, even if it's just for 1%, right? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At least you're doing it. So, um, you know, to continue on the the lessons, um, one of the things that really struck to me was how Ebony was able to come back from being stripped of her dignity, her confidence, Um, you know, basically because of necessity, she was giving up of who she was and basically selling her soul, right? Like that's how how I see, you were selling your soul, man, this cannot happen. So from that place, you know, what are the lessons that us as women, mostly also, uh, can learn in order to not
1: get to that point? So, so let me make sure I'm understanding your question. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're asking me, you know, um, and 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 help me if I'm if I'm misunderstanding you. Um, definitely let me know. But when I hear your question, it reminds me of something called uh, code switching. Have you heard of code switching?
0: No, this is the first time I hear it.
1: Okay, so code switching is when you, you are one way at home. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but when you go into work you have to kind of put on a mask okay Mm -hmm. and you have to become something else to be accepted and to uh, flourish and to advance Mm -hmm. so if I'm interpreting your question right one of the things when you say that Ebony had to sell her soul you know you're basically saying that you know Ebony had to go into this environment where she knew they didn't want her, where Mm -hmm. she knew she was being mistreated, where she knew that they were out to hurt her, but she had to put on that, that fake smile. She had to, you know, talk in the way that's acceptable to the people that she works with. She has to, you know, do her, 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 um, demeanor in her, her dress in a way that is acceptable, but in the end, they continue to um, still come after her, Mm -hmm. you know? So one of the lessons that I would say is that we have to stop code switching, you know, um, switching how we talk and how we dress and, and how we do our hair to appease you know, um, the dominant culture, uh, which is uh, the white culture in the workplace and be our true authentic selves Mm -hmm. because you, you owe that to yourself. You owe that to yourself to be comfortable in your own skin, comfortable in your culture, comfortable in who you are. And you don't have to to code switch, you don't have to give that up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, times have changed. A lot happened, um, and and you know the the brutal brutal murder of George Floyd was the catalyst for mm-hmm. um, you know people saying we've had enough. And yeah. so yeah. you know, not only was it the catalyst in bringing the topic of, of racial discrimination back to the forefront. But it was also um, a, a pivotal moment in you know, people, not just black people, but people of color saying no. What we've been enduring is no longer acceptable.
0: Yeah, and you have to, I mean, in order to exercise, your brilliant self right because we are all made for something we are all brilliant internally and in order to explore what that is you cannot be suppressed of hiding who you are mm-hmm. or where you came from or you know how you how you really want to behave right like That's right. you it's we strive so much to be accepted that in the process, we forget who we really are in in, in trying to impress others, right? That's and right, so you sad. lose yourself. It's so sad, you know, like I, my daughter is entering into a very difficult stage, right? Teenage years. Yes. And every day I have to remind her of how gifted she is, mm-hmm. of how important is that she keeps her essence and who she is but it doesn't it's not enough because they still strive to impress others so they can yes. fit in
1: yes. and
0: even though we talk so much about teenagers and going through this right transition and a specific kind of like uh years of I
1: don't know, like of hell, really? Yes, yes. <laughs> Trust me, I have um, two girls, I know.
0: Yeah, we we forget that as adults, we go through the same thing.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And um, I think uh, it is extremely important that we look at those examples. Uh-huh. Of we were there already once. Why That's do right. I... Why do we have to do that again? It's like the same stage, different age, right? Like that's right. Why do we have to do that? Like keep your sanity. Don't do it. You know, it's it's. It doesn't matter how much the job pays, or if it was your dream job, or if it was your dream company. If you really can't be yourself or be accepted for who you are. Get the heck out of there, right? Uh, and
1: that's
0: right. And that's community. right. I I was having a conversation yesterday with uh, I don't know if you know her. Her name is Esteluda lu and she's from Canada, um, okay. in soul. And we were talking about community in a in a different different matter, but it is so important to be surrounded by community right yes. like and community can look very different for everybody oh, you know absolutely. you can find community in people that you don't even know
1: That's but right. all
0: it takes is for you to get uncomfortable right and speaking up and trying to make a difference so i always tell everybody like you know for me it's been kind of an um uh, an interesting journey because when I got out of Puerto Rico and I came here, I came here very young. Like I've I've traveled um plenty, but I've never moved away from hometown, right? Like I Puerto Rican twin through, through born and raised, but I always wanted an opportunity to do better, be better, you know, grow better, right? Yes. I'm in the insurance industry. And for 17 years, I, I dedicated myself. I've been extremely successful. I love what I do, but for 17 years, I never, never looked or tried to help or tried to support my own community,
1: right? Yes.
0: It came my time that when I started and wanted to do that, the employer that I was with didn't want that because mm-hmm. it was not his community and I wasn't providing the value that he wanted. Mm.
1: To his wow. community.
0: And I was like, but I still bring in business in. It's just not the people you want. And wow. it's like, exactly. Right. So I had a decision to make. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, I'm going to find partners and I'm going to, since I know exactly what is 17 years later, what is that I want to do, Mm -hmm. I am going to surround myself with the people that are going to support my vision and I'm going to support theirs and we're going to give back to our community.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: And in a year and a half, Mm
1: -hmm. well, you know.
0: I've only well year and a half this journey started. And then, you know, I think it's gonna be two and a half or whatever months now. Two, yeah, two and a half months now. You know, I signed my first partnership to help the Hispanic community, right? And the Latino. And love it. I'm working like a maniac because there is so much I don't know and I was like I've been insurance for so long how come I didn't know this right it's Mm -hmm. a different it's a different need it's a different desire it's a it's a different um interaction it's a different communication and I am you but I don't know you so that's the dilemma right like how can I say that I'm you when I don't know how you function? So you've, I felt very, uh, what is the word? Um, disconnected. And I felt uh, extremely embarrassed. And it was a, an aha moment. I was like, really? So I can't I am I'm saying out there, oh, I won all these things. I'm supporting the Hispanic community. I am I am an advocate for X, Y, and C. Mm-hmm. But what I do 24 seven, I have never looked at my community before. So well, I felt as a hip- hypocrite in in my own in my own community, right? But took that first step, and I love you know I love that these this book came into play during that transition because yes. it helped me understand like you know these are the things that need to be done and you really really have the power to make a change and That's it starts right. with you it starts with you right so there are all these difficult uncomfortable moments that you have to experience as a person that at that at that specific time, you're like, I cannot believe this shit is happening to me. I know. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. But then, you know, you can you can learn from it and you can do something good with it. And I that's why I love your book because it's so raw. It's so um, heartfelt. And you can yes. really... It's, it's an easy read and, and you can really feel the pain, right? And if you have been it. there, if you have been there, you totally can identify with it, even when it's like a whole different like, story and whatever.
1: Um, so, and I relate to what you just said, you know, how you said that, um, you know, you embarked on this journey, you know, but you realized, wow, I I'm, I'm embarking on this journey, but I don't know anything about the journey that I'm on. Mm -hmm. So, and I can totally relate to that because, you know. When I wrote Hush Money, you know, I wrote it from a pace of a place of pain, yeah.
0: um,
1: having been through um, my experiences with uh, racism in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here's the thing. I honestly, you know, in, in my nearly 20 years of working in higher education, OK, as my career was uh, being uh, repeatedly derailed, you know, I. I knew these things were happening to me, but it wasn't until, you know, I left corporate America and I started writing the book that I realized, how, how did this happen? How does this happen to people? We're drinking the Kool-Aid, Jackie. That's what happened. (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you, well, here's the thing. I realized (laughs) that that moment, Monica, I was like, I, I really don't know anything about why black history, you know, and, and reason being is because they don't teach black history in schools. Mm -hmm. So the little bit that I did know, I learned from, you know, watching movies and I was like, you know, I saw roots, you know, (laughs) but I, I, I don't know what else is going on. And so, you know, like you, I was like, how could I not know about my own history? And so that's when I started digging and finding out, okay, I know what the end result was. The end result was that my career was killed, but what were the systemic practices, actions, policies that allowed me to get to the point where after 20 years, my career was killed. So that's when I started, you know, digging. It's like, okay, I know the end result was my career was killed, but how did that happen? How did the United States of America, you know, land of the free. How did this happen to me? And so that's when I started going back and it's a learning process. I am learning as I go. I'm sharing experiences and learning as I go. I'm learning switching i'm learning about you know the the systemic policies you know that are in place in the various aspects of life that allow people of color and black people to be marginalized and oppressed you know so it's a learning it's a journey
0: it is a constant journey and i and i love how we learn in the process, right? Yes. Like it's it's so important also to understand that there is so much that you are going to learn
1: mm-hmm.
0: doing that process. It will be positive, it will be negative, It will be questionable as well, yes. because you know, not everybody, even on your own culture, background, whatever it is, it's going to believe in what you are doing either. And it's a 50-50 shot, right? Everything is a 50-50 chance. Um, But I think the most important thing is to have the conviction uh, to know yourself that what you're doing is important and it's going to be rewarded because others will benefit from it. And I think that's how I see the work that you are doing. You know, you might not live long enough or I will not live long enough to see, you know, change, you know, more than probably 10, 20 or 30%. But the legacy is what matters, right? Like who is going to pick up on what you have started and that's that's what we're working for it's it's yes. mostly it's, it doesn't have an end date it's more of let's keep the work let's do it together let's keep it going because we want a better world for our grandchildren if we have any yes. or, you know our next generations just like generations before us set up the stage for where we're at today right that's and absolutely you, right you look at history that's all we do do we just make the world a little bit better or a little bit worse right like we just it could it can go either way um I agree. but most of us most of us are working for the better
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> i love it absolutely well, so
0: jackie i i really appreciate you being here what's been the most um rewarding experience for you um in this journey, I will, I will love to know what has been, um, the most gratifying experience you've had thus far.
1: I'll tell you, um, the, the, the thing that just really puts the biggest smile on my face, that, that lets me know I am on the right path is the messages and the emails I get from all over the world. People who are telling me if they're white, because I I get a lot of white people, you know, 50% of the people who are reading my book are white. And the messages they send to me, the emails, the, the love, you know, when they tell me, I thought I knew what racism in the workplace was my eyes were opened with your book, when they tell me that they felt it as if it was happening to them and they now see clearly, that is probably the most rewarding experience because, and I'll tell you why that is, you know, there are a lot of wonderful white people who really want to help They, they want to be a part of the, the, the change and the solution, but, you know, they tell me, you know, we, we want to help, but people are telling us, we don't want your help. You don't get us. You don't understand us. You're not a person of color. You've never been oppressed or marginalized. You don't, you don't understand us. And so these people who want to help, but they don't know how, and they don't understand what we're going through. When they pick up my book and they follow Ebony, they step into her shoes and they walk with her over this five-year journey. When they come out of that experience, they are changed. They understand it because they feel what happened to Ebony as if it happened to them or to someone close to them. And they are able to experience it in a way that they haven't been able to before. That's the most rewarding piece for me is is being able to help those see what up to this point they were not able to see.
0: That's that's beautiful, isn't it? It It's so amazing. I think um, what I love about when these things happen um it's the seeing how small it's actually our world like we were talking earlier offline and like i didn't know you knew elisa which yes. is connected to me and then i see a video and i was like oh my god what is jackie doing with elisa and then i had to like i call elisa and i God, that was great how did you meet her I was like oh my god I haven't released I and I was at that point I was like I haven't released her podcast yet but I interviewed her like four weeks ago and you know it's like we live in such in a small world mm-hmm. and the impact that we have when we work together it's pretty yes. fantastic like we are more connected than You can think, you know, you are in Colorado. I am in Massachusetts. Lisa Mm -hmm. is somewhere in Chicago. I don't know. It's like, you know, you, I saw you had collaborations with like Banda and other people. And it's like, we're all over the United States.
1: And some
0: way or another, we all know each other, but we've never been together in a room. Right,
1: we've never physically been together.
0: How powerful is that? So I just love how, you know, missions and how the power of, you know, passion brings people together because I just, it is so amazing to see and experience it. And you're like, I know that person. Like, I know her. I've never hugged her, I've never seen her, but I, how come they're connected to this other person that I also love and mm-hmm. I've never introduced them myself? So, you know, it's like a story and it just develops in this amazing thing. So I just love, I just love everything that happens. I, You yeah. know, it's, it's so amazing. And then when it speaks to you, it's, it's more magical, right? I um, agree. So all I have to say is thank you for being courageous and putting this story out there. Um, And thank you for the opportunity of, you know, bringing so many people together um, with a common purpose as well. And opening, you know, another door to fight against things that do not make our, our humanity healthy, right? We have to, uh, take an extra step every day to become a better human being I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to curse anymore so
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I love was
0: going to say something and then I was like I did my lip and then I was like okay I just do the cute version of it it's okay I love it I love it <laughs>
1: <laughs> again, oh that's
0: great can you tell everybody again you know where they can find your book if they want to talk to you where they can find you etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: Absolutely. So once again, my book is called Hush Money, How One Woman Proved Systemic Racism in Her Workplace and Kept Her Job. It is an international best-selling and award-winning book. Uh, In December, it was featured in Forbes. It's number one on Goodreads and best eye-opening African-American women's fiction, you know, number one in best black female protagonist, you know, number one in, you know, books to improve your, um, your knowledge on social issues dealing with racism. Um, it is number nine in, you know, best African-American uh, Christian fiction, you know, so there's so many different um, layers in terms of what you can get out of my book. It is available in many places, but I always direct people to Amazon because, you know, we were not able to get a publisher, believe it or not. And so we spent $22 to get a cover and uploaded it to Amazon. And and then we took those books and sold them from the trunk of my car. So um, Amazon is where you can get my book and then you can also get the sequel. Uh, which is called Hush Money, The Cost of Being Black in Corporate America, which picks up literally where book one left off and tells the rest of this very captivating, horrifying, you know, riveting story.
0: Amazing.
1: I think those
0: publishers are biting their nails right now saying, oh, my God, I missed on that opportunity, huh? I oh, think well. so. Too bad, man. <laughs> Too bad, because <laughs> Too here is Jackie. <laughs> here is Jackie conquering the world, and we are extremely happy. So support Jackie, support her book. I, I you won't. I mean, it's such a quick read. You won't, you won't regret it. Um, and if you are in a position of leadership, in a position of management, I think this is a really, really good book for you to read. No matter your race, no matter your background it is a really, really good um, book and and story uh, to bring some light into some of the issues that you might be experiencing internally or some issues that you might not even know, right? It can help you uncover them. It gives you a couple tools to kind of like, you know, how you should talk to people, how you should approach approach people and especially what not to do. (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) So
0: again, Hajmani, Amazon, and this was Jackie Abram, Monica Duane, actress said with M. Keep transcending. Do not stop. Thank you so much. Thank you. Life is meant to be fun. You're not hurting anyone. Nobody. I appreciate you listening today. Remember that it is your reaction to adversity, not adversity itself that determines how your life story will develop. Now it is the time to do something meaningful and impactful with your story. Help empower others or empower yourself to break that glass ceiling that holds you back. Don't forget to visit our website to learn more about our guests from today and connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Monica Dwani, and I cannot wait to see you transcend.